Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And a very good morning, all. Welcome, Hills. You're still in Melbourne. I'm, you're looking surprisingly chipper. I thought you'd be out and about with the team last night celebrating. No, they, their days have uh, long gone, those ones, Paddy. <laughs> yeah, the team, the team walked back to their hotel from Marvel Stadium. So it was, yes. Well, no, they said it was about a 10-minute walk, and this was uh, like 11.30, 11.30 last night. So two groups of them, out they go, and the big baggage van follows them soon after, and... We wait for our taxi for ages and then go home to our hotel before I get up for you this morning, mate. So, yeah, no, we, we had uh, nice hospitality. The Renegades looked after us nicely in a hospitality room with along with their sponsors and, um, and uh, supporters. And then, uh, you know, we went down to the dressing rooms and saw the boys because it was a great effort by Manus, Usman. Uh, Swepo would have been there, but he, he uh, withdrew to... Uh, go to the spinning camp at North Sydney, and uh, Renners, Renshaw. So that, they made a last-ditch effort to play one last one for the Heat, did well, and now they disappear. Yep, you get a, a beautiful parting gift from Usman Kawaja, who said uh, uh, there's no hope that he'll be able to play next Thursday because it'll be divorce at home. He's, he's, got, to, he's got to get home and have a few days with his girls uh, before heading off to India. So we lose our test players. But uh, just recapping, a brilliant win last night. They just keep uh, they keep on surviving the heat. Uh, it's all sudden death, and it's all been on the road. So they've won their two, and they now meet the Sixers in Sydney on Thursday night. Chased down a uh, 162 and won it by seven wickets. So after his 94 v the Thunder, Osman 59 off 47 was the rock uh, in the innings. Uh, yeah. But, uh, Finished off very well by Rennes, wasn't it? Uh, he came in at 41 to win. Of 27 balls left yeah. and nailed it, bat- batted extremely well. So he, he was quite brave. You know, he backed away and slapped them down the ground and then he played reverse sweeps and took all, played all the shots. He he didn't tighten up at all. That was great. So I thought Renshaw was excellent. I, I thought Usman was excellent. Jimmy Pearson with the gloves worked very well with Finch. He pegged Finch back into his crease. He'd noted in games of recent times Finch batting outside his crease and advancing at the bowlers. So he pegged him back into the crease and he, he looked for other shots. It worked extremely well. And Xavier Bartlett, who we're going to have a chat with, Paddy, a little bit later on before they get on the flight to where they've got to go, Sydney. Um, and Josh Brown, 30-odd, would take that as well, and, you know, a couple of times a season. So he, he bounced back well in a final. Yeah, Brown 39 off 27, but the innings you were talking about, Renshaw 27 off 13, it really swayed it late. I mean... We didn't want to get in a position where we, uh, you know, we blew it a couple of games ago. Are you not staying down for the AB medal and the uh, Belinda Clark medal tonight? No, I, I can't fit that in, Paddy. I've got to come back to you, mate. Uh, that's tomorrow because I'll have to go to Sydney now on Thursday. I don't know what I'll do on for the show. I'll probably take the little Kodak box and mm-hmm. do it from a hotel room on Friday morning, mate. Um, so, uh, no, not staying down tonight. Brighton Homes open line. We'd well, like it's to... where is it? No, the AB medal this year is at Randwick Racecourse. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so it's in Sydney. So I'm in Melbourne. Beautiful, I think. 
Brighton, Brighton Homes open line, 13, 13, 55. So much to talk about. What a weekend it's been. Text line is 0467 736 736. Uh, got a lovely text here. Here's an early one uh, comes through late last night. A couple of great speeches of the weekend. Paddy Welch, great job keeping it together uh, for my farewell on uh, Seven News on Saturday night. And uh, Stefano Sitsipas, the most respected speech from a runner-up ever in any sport. Uh, it's pure gold. Thank you, mm. sir or madam. I'm not sure uh, who that was, but... Uh, uh, yes, it's been an emotional weekend for me and an yes. uh, emotional weekend on the sporting fields and courts all over Australia as well. Y- yes, well, we're not moving on to the sporting fields just yet, Paddy. We're going back to the news desk. You held it together well. You wobbled a little bit. I, <laughs> I sensed one little wobble there when probably coming back from the shark, the shark tribute to you. But I thought I thought Dickie Johnson and the shark spoke beautifully. Haven't uh, I had no idea that either of those were being prepared. They, they just said, look, be prepared for a couple of shocks. And to be truthful, we went down to the studio mid-afternoon and rehearsed the, uh, the, the firecracker thing that went off with the confetti and that. They said, look, yes. it's quite loud, so don't jump out of the chair when it happens. That, that's the only thing that uh, we rehearsed and a, a couple of camera shots because these days in the studio, Hills, everything is robotic. And, not, yes. you know, there's no cameraman. Uh, so, look, we just had to go through a few things. But, no, the, hearing from the shark and hearing from Dickie was, was enormous. And uh, the phone has exploded over the weekend. I've been, I spent about three hours yesterday just answering texts. And I, I hope I've got to everyone. I, I really do because uh, the messages were all just beautiful. And uh, it's uh, very humbling to be put in that position. It really is. It's just a shame you have to retire to get that sort of treatment, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, how good was the f- the footage over the years? Yeah. These your flares and hairs I, I put down. <laughs> the different hairstyles. Well, every now and then the curls at the top were a little bit tighter and the side was shaved <laughs> down. And But the flares covered your shoes most of the years, didn't they? Ah, yes, the flares and the polyester shirts and uh, the curly hair. Uh, Vanessa was very impressed with the hair when I walked in here. She said, you had hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it was I, a bloody long time ago. <laughs> I, what about a young Dick Johnson in that bit? You know, when he had the flat cap on yeah. and he turned around and, and lucky they said, and Dick Johnson this, because we didn't understand what Dick looked like in those, <laughs> those years either. So it was great to see that uh, great footage. Yeah, it took a lot of research, and I've got a lot of people to thank up at Channel 7, but it gave me a wonderful send-off. We had a, a beautiful dinner uh, with about 20 of, you know, the sort of the inner circle, I suppose, on uh, on Friday night, and then uh, we had a general party uh, in Caxton Street on Saturday night. It was oh, probably about 120, and had quite a Ooh. few up. Uh, you know, there was four or five of my, my best mates from uh, from television up from interstate that came in you know, completely surprised me as well. So it was just yeah. We had a wonderful night. We really did. Was Alfie there? Uh, no, no, no. This, this was sort of mainly in-house TV. Yeah, but I thought he, he finds himself accidentally in those sort of positions <laughs> at times, doesn't he, in Caxton yeah. Street, middle of Caxton Street, wandering around. Yeah, and great support there, from my darling wife, Ceci, too. We, uh, yes. yeah, we had a wonderful weekend, and uh, just to have her alongside celebrating with me was just, it was wonderful. Where did you fall out with Max Fulcher? <laughs> I haven't fallen out with Max Fortune. We're great mates. <laughs> no, he was very good. Wasn't he? he sat on. He didn't. He didn't uh, get in front of Sharon. Sharon was, you know, blowing smoke where it should come out. Of. <laughs> uh, and and Max just sat sat be, beside her and listened. That was mm. good. No, uh, oh, yeah, they've fallen out. Those two. No, 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 no. Everything was fine. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was wonderful. Now uh, uh, there was other things happening in Melbourne last night. And we've taken a while <laughs> to get to it. Yes, in case you didn't know, there was an Australian Open final. Yeah, 
Yes, very convincing, was he? Yeah, he was. It, it, it was. It was seven six seven six. The last two sets, so six three seven six seven six. But, and then he just pointed to his head and his heart, and he he just sobbed uncontrollably. In, in when he got to his players box, Cess Cess was worried. She said, "There's something wrong with him." I said, "No, he's just <laughs> he's just crying." But this was Novak's winning moment. He's a perfect ten. He played, how many times has he played here? Uh, 12, maybe? Yeah, it wouldn't be too many more. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think. I mean, yeah, Probably all his career, each year of his yeah. career, to win 10, it's unbelievable. Well, every time he got through to the semis, he's won it. So, you know, mm. if he gets deep, if he goes deep, he wins it. Um, he obviously has a, has a love affair with, with Melbourne Park. They are his favourite. It's his, one of his favourite places. I, I said this a million times, but, you know, I have to repeat it again. If I have to choose one court, conditions, balls, it would be night session road labor with these balls. I mean, for me, by far the best, uh, the best conditions that, uh, that I played, ever played in. And I always want to play night session because I have such a great record and I just feel so comfortable. Yeah, he is comfortable and he is unbeatable. Of, of course, he joins Rafa with 22 Grand Slam titles now. You've got to think he's going to win more. Rafa with his injuries that he's battling all the way through, you just don't know. But Djokovic, with, at his fitness levels for a 35-year-old, he is just, he's imperious. Whether he is the GOAT, we don't know. He, uh, he, he addressed that. First, I have to say that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm so honoured and privileged to be in this discussion. First. Second, I, I truly honour uh, and, and admire the history and all the greats that paved the way for all of us to be here where we are. I feel like it's difficult to have a conversation about this because every generation is different. Um, you know, 30, 40 years ago, you played three out of four slams on the grass. You played with wooden rackets. Technology has advanced so much. Things have changed. Hard to, hard to compare generations. The other... What do you reckon? What do you reckon, Pat? Yeah, I think he's the best. Yeah, yeah, I think he's the best. I don't think he's a goat. Yeah, no, I don't. I just don't think he's still too polarizing to be. Yeah, the, well, a that's true. I mean, goat. Yeah, I mean, Federer was always the, the Mr. Well, he wasn't always the Mr. Nice Guy, but certainly in the latter part of his career, he was a little bit mm. testy in his early days. Um, but, but I think he's going to be proved to be the goat. I mean, some of them are saying that he he could win up to twenty eight. Yes, right. Which on. is just staggering. It That's is what staggering. we want. Uh, we want Nadal to have that onslaught at the French Open this year, like get his body right for a couple of months, yeah. and get ready for France, so that the, the you know this this uh, rivalry can continue for another two years before he has to then streak them. Yeah. Well, the sets of pass was mentioned uh, in that earlier text, as I said. Uh, here's part of his speech last night. I had trouble getting a hold of my serve in the beginning, which, you know, was noticeable. I wouldn't say I was nervous. You know, it, I was excited, actually, to be out on the court, uh, getting an opportunity to fight for the, that number one spot tonight. And um, I was really looking forward to the game and giving myself a good chance out there. Yeah, and, and on playing Djokovic, he knows that uh, even with him, and you know, there was so much at stake, Hills, you know, with the, the number one world ranking, et cetera, you know, yes. eye-watering prize money, of course, not that it means much to these blokes, but it was $3 million, basically, to the winner. I think 
975 or something. But just on playing Djokovic, he knows that he's got a lift. There's nothing that I, I could have extracted more for today. I did everything possible. You know, Novak is, is a player that pushes you to, to your limits. And um, I don't see this as a curse. I don't see this as like uh, something annoying. Um, this is very good for the sport uh, to have competitors like him, to have champions like him. It's very important for us um, that uh, want to get to his point one day and getting our, you know, asses kicked is for sure a very good lesson every single time. Yeah. Is that his one chance to get a, an Aussieism in there? Yeah, asses kicked. Yeah, that's exactly right. Hey, that he was, didn't that have an his... interview uh, on the court, I suppose. Mm. That was his press conference, um, but he, he spoke beautifully as well, um, courtside. Uh, the, the other one we've got to mention, uh, obviously, Savalenka with her yes. breakthrough. I mean, the more you read about her, and we'll talk to Brett Phillips about her after 6.30, uh, but this was her maiden slam as well. But this is a young lady in 2022 heels. I, I just looked at the stats. She served 428 double faults through the year, through her tournaments, 151 more than anyone else on tour. She resorted to underarm. She's been to sports psych. She's been to biomechanists to try and fix herself up. So... There's a, there's a lot to admire about the 24-year-old Belarusian. We'll, we'll talk to Brett about that. But the other one we had to mention, Heels, was the uh, Hidjikata Kubler. Uh, <laughs> this is the wild card Australian doubles team, very much like the special case, and they've won it all. They won the doubles title. It was just fantastic. Here's Kubler post-match just describing the, the feeling of, of, of something that was completely unexpected. I think right now it actually hasn't sunk in what, what we've done, what we've accomplished. Um, I saw a, a photo after our semi and it said we'd only won eight or nine matches on the ATP Tour before. And then now that we've got a Grand Slam title, and then it's even just to say that, you know, like I didn't know for, for me, you know, if, if that was ever going to come true, you know. And then for Rinky to be 21 and to have a, a Grand Slam under his belt already, um, it's pretty exciting. So,